This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Harry did what now? <laughs> you so, did what? So gay. You did what? I remember, Shannon, was it our first day on the show? First show. The ver- the, our very, very first, first show. show. Very the first very show. very first Freddie and Harry. Everybody that, decided. Brand new show. Yes. Yeah, settling in for a nice little yeah. four hour. Oh, yeah. And that's... What you came to the table with. Well, here's the thing, though, Gabe. You'll be surprised how many callers we had call in siding with me. <laughs> Guys that were sleeping in their beds. Yeah. Dreaming that they were in the restroom and a little sprinkle or two may have come out. And then they oh. woke up and realized, like, oh, I'm not in the restroom. And they went to the restroom <laughs> and finished the business. It never happened to you, Gabe? Like, well, you can be honest. We keep it real on Fred and Harry. Gabe, has it never happened to you? It has never happened to me. And I think part of the reason is, so this is the weird thing about me. I don't remember any of my dreams. Like, oh. I'm pretty sure I dream. I do not remember a damn thing. Oh, you haven't had no good ones then, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I remember a lot of my dreams, Gabe. <laughs> well, that's it. Shannon's gone. Shannon's left. That's all. That's all we've got. Oh, but that's why. No, stories like that. That is why this is a fun show. It's a successful show. Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Of course, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of our conversation on the Dr. Pepper Colon line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NFC quarterback heading into the postseason do you have the most confidence in? We want to hear from you. And maybe somebody will say Jordan Love, because the way he has played in the second half of the season has the Packers in the exact same situation that they were in a year ago. The Packers were 4-8 and last year, rallied to win four in a row, had a huge win against the Minnesota Vikings in Week 17, setting up a win-and-year-in scenario against the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field on Sunday night. Packers did not get the job done. Lions were fired up to play that game, ultimately took down the Packers. Aaron Rodgers completed one pass in the fourth quarter. This time around, it's not against the Lions, but after a win over the Minnesota Vikings in Week 17, the Packers are in a win-and-you're-in scenario, and quite possibly could even climb as high as the sixth seed since the uh, Los Angeles Rams have decided they are not going to start Matthew Stafford this week. Carson Wentz is getting the start for the Rams. They've already clinched their playoff spot, but the Packers have the tiebreaker over the Rams thanks to a head-to-head win earlier this week. Will the Packers get it done? And what does it say about the Packers if they can get it done this year versus last year when they had a four-time MVP and a future Hall of Famer. Honestly, I believe the Packers and Jordan Love and company, they're going to be able to get it done, right? They're going to be able to go to the playoffs. And if that's the case come next week, right, if they win this game on Sunday, I believe it's a 425 p.m. Eastern Mm -hmm. time start. If they're able to win this football game, Jordan Love would be able to do something that Brett Favre didn't do or Aaron Rodgers, and that's lead his football team to the playoffs in in his first year as a starter. And you just look at some of the throws that he made against Minnesota, and listen, defensive coordinator Brian Flores, he said, I'm bringing the heat, I'm going to figure out if this young man is solid across the board. And Jordan Love handled everything like the ultimate pro, like he's been in the National Football League for 10 or 12 years. Throwing footballs when he's not even on the ground. Both feet are in the air. (laughs) We've seen that from Brett Favre. 
We've seen that from Aaron Rodgers. It's the touchdown pass to, to Jaden Reed. It's the touchdown pass to me to Bo uh, Melton, who's uh, done a phenomenal job in that game this past weekend, filling in for other receivers that weren't available. But, man, Jordan Love, I really like where he is um, as a starter this season. This football team, right, at one point in this year, they had lost five or six games. For, mm-hmm. for, so for them to even be in this situation right now, it says a lot about the quarterback position because I, I don't think you can be in this situation if you don't have a quarterback like Jordan Love. And I, I just think moving forward, this will be this football team is going to be really good because they have a lot of young players. So if they can make the playoffs right now with all the young players that they have, they're going to be able to prime those guys and season them all up for the future. And I think it will be good for this football team for them to be able to get that experience as well. Full disclosure, I'm a Packers fan. Do a show in Milwaukee. Talk about the Packers a lot every morning on 94.5 ESPN. We've talked a lot, or at least I've talked a lot when I've filled in on some of these shows, about Jalen Milrow on the college level and how he has grown throughout the course of the season. How he was probably the most improved player in college football. Jordan Love's doing the exact same thing. You mentioned the, the record that they had when they had lost five of six. They did not win a game in the month of October. October was mm. winless for the Packers. It was tough. Love was throwing interceptions. The offense looked out of rhythm, out of sync. They did, it, it just did not look right. But then Chris Collinsworth continued to point this out in the Sunday Night Football broadcast when the Packers beat the Vikings. Jordan Love looked like a completely different quarterback than the one that faced the Vikings at Lambeau Field Halloween weekend on New Year's Eve. Because Flores was doing a lot of the same things, bringing pressure, trying to confuse the young quarterback Nothing got to him. Nothing phased Jordan Love this time around. And that's just how much he's grown. Collinsworth is like, man, this guy's grown like three years in the matter of two months. He is in full control of the offense, and he is playing some of the best football in the NFL. Now, it's gone a little unnoticed because the Packers have been fighting for their playoff lives, and the defense had disappointing performances against Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, against Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. But now, because they've been able to win the last two weeks, they have themselves in this unbelievable position where they can get to the postseason. And this is something that was told to me by my co-host Mark Chimura, played in the NFL for almost a decade in the 90s, and I think you could talk to this as well, Harry. The jump from, you know, it's just a speed thing, going from college to the NFL, going from preseason to regular season, and then regular season to the postseason is that last step in terms of things speed up a little bit. And as young as this team is, even if they go in and lose in their playoff game, that would be such a huge step to be able to be ahead of schedule, get to the postseason, and realize what it takes to win in the playoffs for Jordan Love and a young Packers team. Well, it was very beneficial for a team that won the Super Bowl last year. When you look at all of the pieces that they have on defense, Kansas City Chiefs, that is, and how many young guys they have on the defensive side of the ball that play a pivotal role in their defense last year. So they were able to get that experience, and you come back this season, they're one of the best defensive units, led by Chris Jones, a veteran. I understand that, but you're looking at secondary and how many young guys are, are, are actually playing and playing at a high level. You look at George Karloffis and the way that he's playing. So I'm looking at this Green Bay Packers football team and saying, hey, they have all these young guys offensively, uh, whether it's the wide receivers or the tight end group. If those guys can get that experience right now, it will pay dividends, and I think it would have paid forward, moving forward and moving ahead for this football team when it comes to you know things that they want to do in their future. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time here in the state of Wisconsin because everybody is on that love train as the Packers are trying to make the postseason this weekend by beating the rival Chicago Bears. I like of what course. you did right there, love train. I like yeah, that. I, yeah, I, I thought you might.
I thought you might. Of course, I mean, things could come crashing down and they lose to the, you know, the rival Chicago Bears and then everything's a disaster next week. But well, we won't even entertain that. Well, no, but this, this was 2000 and, this is 2010 all over again. Except, remember, it was, it was win and end for the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. You, yep. know, you know how I remember? Because I was on the number one seed Atlanta Falcons. And, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers and company came into our house after being 13-3 and three in the regular season and beat the hell out of us. Yeah, you, they, they smacked you around. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Harry. Um, I celebrated a lot after that game. <laughs> there was a big. I won't hold it against you, Gabe. I won't hold it against you, man. <laughs> I won't hold it against you. Join our conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888 ESPN, 888-729-3776. I doubt we're going to get many people saying Jordan Love because it is his first year starting, and playing in the postseason is a different animal. But what NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in? And it's an interesting question because the number one seed has a quarterback that some think is still a little unproven in Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles haven't been, been, been playing the best after going to a Super Bowl a year ago. But there are some Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, some Super Bowl, some guys who have made Super Bowl appearances. So which quarterback will start with you, Harry? Which quarterback in the NFC do you have the most confidence in going into the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. And I know you have a few guys out there that, that, that I can name, but I'm going to go with Dak because of the way he's playing this season. Um, you look at CeeDee Lamb being this weapon and how entwined those two guys are, one band, one sound. Uh, I like his relationship with tight end Jake Ferguson. And we also know for the Cowboys to be able to even be in these positions, Dak Prescott is going to have a lot on his shoulders. I, I, th- I think he's handled that very, very well this season. Uh, him having the turnovers and the interceptions last year, I do believe that was an anomaly. That's not uh, true to who Dak Prescott really is. And we've seen him have a dominant you know, performance time and time again in the 2023 season in which you came into this season, Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback in the NFC East. I think that has now moved back towards Dak Prescott with his play and the way he's anchoring his football team, but also the way he's being a leader for his football team as well. Yeah, the eight interceptions um, would you know be one of, uh, one of his lowest of his career, which is what he has right now. Leads the league in touchdown passes, 68.4% completion percentage would be the second highest of his career. He has been playing incredibly efficient football. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in? We'll start with Dana in Richmond. 
You're on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's up, fellas? Happy New Year to y'all. And this the this the best time of the season, getting into the playoffs. Yes, sir. In the in the NFC, I'm riding with Matthew Stafford and them Rams. And I'm glad ain't hollering nobody talking about the Rams. And they keep talking about Detroit and all the other players and Dallas and all that in the NFC. And let them Rams just keep on creeping along. I know they had a, a little sleeper game last week against the Giants and they didn't show as they usually do. Or what I, usually how they've been doing the last few games. But let me say this right here with that. That that new receiver that Stafford got down there, Puka Nakua. Cup. Yes, and, and, and the tight end, the offensive line looking good, run game looking good. I think Stafford could make a good run right now in that NFC. And I like the Rams so much. Now I already have this diehard Forty Nine er fan of of mine, and I'm praying that they see each other in the playoffs because oh. I'm gonna win me a lot of money. It hurt. Oh. I'm going to win me a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. And that's what it always comes down to, right? Always comes down to your team and your wallet. Uh, those two teams are meeting up this week. However, the Rams have already said that they're going to give Matthew Stafford a break. Now, the Rams haven't locked up their playoff seed, but they have locked off their pl- locked up their playoff berth. So they've decided, hey, Carson Wentz is the direction we're going. Want to make sure Matthew gets a little bit of rest and that he's cl- as close to 100% as he can be heading into the wild card weekend the following week. Now, to our last caller's point, Dana, um, you want to enter the playoffs on a hot streak. The Rams have won six of the last seven games. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford won a Super Bowl not long ago with this same head coach and guy that calls the plays for them as well. Cooper Cup is there. Puka Nakua is the new receiver. Also, you can't leave out running back Kyra Williams and what he's, he's meant to this football so team. Good on this little streak that they're on. I had an opportunity this weekend while I was in New Orleans, man. I ran into Les Snead. Les was in Atlanta when I was there. He's the general manager for the Los Angeles Rams, man. We were able to just talk for a little second there. And um, he's really high on his football team right now. Especially, you know, a lot of people counted this football team out before the season even started. But it also is a testament to Sean McVay and how he's been able to hold the fort together when things might not have looked bright early on into the season, but where they are heading into the playoffs. So I like where the Rams are, and they can be they can be scary and dangerous. They still have Aaron Donald, and they still have Matthew Stafford, two pillars on their football team. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, after, you know, bleep them picks and all that, I mean, he has nailed some draft picks despite yep. not having high draft capital. You mentioned Puka Nakua, who's – in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's probably going to be him or C.J. Stroud right now in the NFL. Like, he has done a really good job filling out that roster with the very little draft capital he's had. He's hit some home runs with some late-round so, yeah, picks. Yeah, we got to give Les Snead some credit. Absolutely, That's we do. my boy. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the playoffs? Triple H, say ESPN. Jerry in Detroit. Hmm. I wonder who Jerry's going to pick, Harry. Oh, okay, Jerry. Tell us, Jerry. Jerry talk to us. What up, what up, though, fellas? How y'all doing? What up, though? Okay, Detroit in the house. No doubt, no doubt. First of all, Harry, man, I, I respect everything you say, man, but I don't agree with you with a Dak Prescott. We know he going to choke in the playoffs, number one. We know that's going to happen. Him and them Cowboys going to choke in the playoffs, right? Number two, that Matthew Stafford comment, I agree with him a little bit, but I'm hoping Stafford does not have to travel to Detroit to play those Lions because if he do, 
Stafford going to have to fake an injury or do something, man, because he can't come back to Detroit and beat us, man. Oh, okay, no. that's number two. Ooh. But the number – the best quarterback y'all need to watch out for, man, you already know, is Jared Goff and those Lions, man. Now, let me say this. Jared Goff, um, this year this year and last year, he's played some good football. But there have been some times in games of late where Jared Goff had the turnover cooties, right? That's what they call them in middle, elementary school, cooties. They got the turnover cooties. <laughs> I'm so he that. has to take That's care so of the football, especially down the stretch and when you get to playoff football because we all know, man, one possession that you turn the football over could send you home on your merry-go-way and have fans in Detroit who are so excited about things like we just got from Jerry. And you're going to be home punching your TVs, throwing things, breaking things. I don't want y'all to do that. But if you can't protect the football, that's what you're going to be doing. Now, I, I will also say this, though, Jerry, because I felt like Detroit got cheated. And that number two seed that the Cowboys are sitting in at the moment, that should be the Detroit Lions. And, and, and I hate that we even got to have these conversations to say this, but officiating, get better, please. Yeah, well, especially for those, those two teams in particular to be involved because yes. – both of them are so good on the road, and I feel you trust them so much in their respective buildings that having that two seed and if you win that first playoff game, the guaranteed home game in the divisional round is so huge. That I mean, that's giant for either of those teams where, you know, right and as it stands right now, we'll see how it all plays out this weekend, but as it stands right now, Detroit would have to go in the second round back to Dallas to try to beat the Cowboys in Jerry's world, well, which it, is a tall task. Isn't it crazy to you, though, that we've had a Matthew Stafford caller, I said Dak Prescott, we had a Jared Goff caller, no one has said Brock Purdy. I don't get it, man. I, I don't know what else... And, I understand we're coming off of, it wasn't that long ago, he threw four interceptions on national television. Like a game everybody's paying attention to on Christmas night. But there was a throw that I saw him make against Washington this last week. He rolls all the way right and throws the ball all the way back left for a touchdown. And I'm looking at that throw going, anybody who's trying to claim that this dude's a game manager, like they're obviously not paying attention. They're obviously not looking at this guy making a throw like that, making some of the tight window throws that he's made. Does he have the biggest arm in the league? No, but he makes great throws and has taken this offense to another level. I mean, they've had weapons like this before, whether it's Jimmy G at quarterback or they thought that Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback. If we think that Kyle Shanahan is the offensive genius we give him credit for, don't we think he knows how to pick out a quarterback? I think he does. Well, hold on. Because remember, they chose Trey Lance, Gabe. <laughs> I was with you hey, until hey, you hey, said hey, that. You know, hey, hey, I was with you. Know, you know, not every pick's a home. You know, not every time it's a home run. Every once in a while, you You're step right. up there, you strike out. You know, not everyone's a home run. I got you. I got you. But you can make up for it by having somebody like Brock. But, but I'm saying, could once you, take, you get that, that talent you take in, in the seventh round, the last yeah. pick of the NFL draft. Yep. But once you, you know, once you get that quarterback in there, I think. He can recognize the talent once it's on his roster. Oh, 100%. And good, good on the Niners for recognizing they made a mistake and trying to rectify that mistake as quickly as possible. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the playoffs? Let's go to Earl in Indiana. Earl, you're on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's happening, fellas? What's good, bud? Ah, uh, I got three points. Pretty much. I think Jared Goff and the Lions, I think they got something to prove after getting the stick from the refs on that game with the Cowboys. I think they got something to prove on that. 
Jared Goff is one of them. Then I think Jordan Love is about getting hot at the right time of the season. I think he's hitting his stride at the perfect time going into the playoffs. I think they beat the Bears. They clinched their spot. Matthew Stafford, can't count him out. I think Stafford, the run game, still got Aaron Donald. I think the Rams are a force to be reckoned with. And can, can I just get this off my chest? It's AFC. But Jim Harbaugh, please reverse the curse. Man. Oh, we lost you a bit there. Yeah, Say it again. He, he, he. Say it again. What about Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is listening. Anybody, please come to L.A. and reverse the curse. Do something with these charges. <laughs> I thought he was pleading for him to reverse the curse. I don't know if there was some sort of curse going on in Michigan. I thought he was going to shift gears to the college game with the national championship game coming up on Monday. But no, he wants the Chargers curse to be reversed. When, and the reason why this is such an interesting question is because you look at the teams that are still alive in the NFC, and there's just not a lot of playoff experience. Yes, you do have the Super Bowl champion yep. in Stafford. Goff went to a Super Bowl, granted, with a different team. But that's about it. I mean, and, and the Eagles went last year with Hurts. But the Niners don't have that much playoff experience. The experience that the Cowboys and Dak have, not very good. Baker Mayfield limited. Uh, Jordan Love has never been in the playoffs. It just seems so wide open, which is why this is an interesting conversation. Keep weighing in. We'll keep taking your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the playoffs? We hear from you next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the postseason? That's the question we're asking you to answer right now on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. It's Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel filling in for Freddie today along with Harry Douglas. And just to kind of refresh you went with Dak as the one that you trust most heading into the postseason, right, Harry? Yeah, I love the way Dak has been able to play this season. You know, carrying the load, really growing from some of his mishaps last season. A lot of people being on his head coming into this year. Uh, had a lot of pressure on him as well. And I think if Dak continues at the rate that he he's on right now, he has an opportunity to be the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League after this season. How much credit goes to Mike McCarthy for helping Dak to get to that point? I know McCarthy's somebody that people like to dunk on in social media, and you can't defend a lot of the clock management stuff. But 
They let go of their offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore a year ago. McCarthy took back over the play calling, and this Cowboys offense does look like it is firing on all cylinders. Well, I give Mike McCarthy a, a small amount of credit because early on I thought he was holding Dak Prescott back because he wanted to try to run the football. They're not even a running team. They can't run the football effectively right now either. So after that 49ers game, he basically said to himself, you know what, I need to let this young man be himself and, and lead this football team, not just the offense, but the entire, the entire team. And he was able to do that. So he gets credit for that part of it and also, you know, calling plays, um, mirroring certain plays together in certain moments. I, I think that, that, that's a big part of Mike McCarthy as well. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Harry trusts Dak the most heading into the NFC playoffs. Who do you trust the most? We go to Scott in Alaska. Scott, you're on ESPN Radio. Freddie and Harry. Hey, how's it going, guys? What up, going Scott? Good. So, How you doing? so uh, I, I really like Dak, but I, I got to say I am kind of a Cowboys homer. Lamar Jackson, uh, he's kicking it. I mean, he's. He's probably the better one, but I like Dak's weapons better. But I want to go back and touch on something. I listen to you guys for news, and you guys still keep saying that that uh, the the Lions got robbed. Has anybody like right when it happened? I'm looking at like three offensive linemen are running up reporting eligible. Now I'm seeing even Adam Schefter. They're showing how number seventy is running, and he's rubbing his chest and got his hand up in the air. You know, like that's that's how you report eligible. Rub your chest because you're rubbing your number. Hand up in the air. I saw him do it. And then they report number 70's eligible on live. So the Cowboys were looking to cover number 68. I forget his name, you know, whatever they are. But, like, it's everybody else has seen this now, but there's still haters out there during that Cowboy hater raid that's saying now they got robbed. What's your thoughts on that? Have you seen any of that news? Or are you just not reporting it? Or what, what's happening here? No, I actually haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it either. I, I'm not, I, I've not seen Facebook those videos um, that, that are out there. I mean, I've, I've seen the video. I mean, I've seen plenty of the other videos that have come out. I mean, I, I, if there's any video of, of 70 kind of rubbing his number, I think it's probably from earlier in the game. Well, I, yeah, because 70, you know, in early in the game, he was reporting as, you know, to be eligible. Yep. Now, I know, my, lineman coming I know in. my two eyes seen Decker go to that referee and, and, and say to him something. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that something is, hey, I'm the eligible guy on this play. Now, the referee, in my opinion, I thought, kind of ignored him because he didn't really even look at him. And he was looking at 70 coming in, and that's when he probably thought that 70 was going to be the guy eligible on this play um, as he had been previously um, the times that he came came into the ballgame. Yeah. I I have not seen that. I don't I, – I, I also don't I, give a damn either. Correct. I said what I said, and I stand on it. I agree. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's go out to Ken in Illinois. Ken, you're up next. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the NFC playoffs? I want to say first of all, I love the show, guys. Um, Harry, you made my day picking that man. That's my guy. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Man. I mean, anybody with C.D. Lamb out there, C.D. Lamb's a beast. You got him all over the field slot, the outside. I mean, you got him out there, you're going to mix some ground there. Um, but also in that Detroit game, that call, there's two flags in that call. I mean, everybody's concentrating on the not, you know, important in. There was a second flag on that call, that play too, where he was covered up on the line anyway, so it's been a penalty anyway. Well, yeah, because. No, no, the- no, he wasn't covered up. The wide receivers were off the football. Like it was, it was a legal formation, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> trust because me. 
if 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 the officials got who was actually eligible correct, there would not have been a second play. play. Exactly. That's yep. yeah. So it, it was a legal formation. I'm 100 percent there with you. But to his point, with some of the weapons that the Cowboys have, I mean, they C.D. Lamb, without a doubt. I mean, he's had a fantastic season. You know, 1651 yards. But Jake Ferguson's really come on as well as a tight end. I think that has kind of helped open up the middle of the field for Dak Prescott as well because he has nearly 700 yards receiving out of his tight end spot. So it's not just all C.D. Lamb. I think some of the other weapons have kind of fallen into place. Brandon Cooks, who's been really good in the past, but he's, again, I think he's a good, solid but he's cranking two up. option. He's been yeah. cranking up of late, and Dak Prescott had a nice touchdown pass to him versus the Detroit Lions. And, and, and you don't need Brandon Cooks to have 100 yards per game. That's what you got C.D. Lamb for. and. Mm-hmm. You all, like you just mentioned, Jake Ferguson is really you know emerging in that role as that security banker for Dak Prescott. But when you have a guy that's wiry like Ceedee Lamb on third and four, and you have a DB miss a tackle and he can take it for an explosive play, and you had third and ten, and you can basically throw a slant from the inside and it go for fifteen plus yards because Ceedee Lamb is so hard to tackle in space. Now that that just didn't start happening. If you did your research on C.D. Lamb coming out of college, C.D. Lamb was like that at Oklahoma. That's another reason why he did punt returns because he was so hard to bring down in space and it was, it was hell for defenders trying to tackle him or anyone that was on a punt team. So when you have guys like that, you don't need a Brandon Cooks to catch for 100 yards a game. But the targets that he, do, that he does get, you need those targets to be valuable. You need those targets to be a, a, a corner route and, and Dak Prescott throwing that t- corner route to him for a touchdown. Those are the type of things that need to happen. Or you need a, a big third down conversion. There goes Brandon Cook. So if he can get about two or three, at most four receptions a game, and those receptions are very meaningful, I think that's where you want Brandon Cooks to be at. And that's what he's been doing of late. How far can the Cowboys go if they do indeed get this two seed? If everything plays out, they win their game yep. at the Commanders this weekend. I mean, is this a team that we're expecting then to go to the NFC Championship game because of yep. how good they've been at home? 100%. NFC Championship game. That's why it was so pivotal for them to be in this spot, right? And be able to win the uh, NFC East number one, but also have an opportunity to play at home. More than one home playoff game. And... We also got to be honest in this whole equation. You want to avoid the San Francisco 49ers until you get to the NFC as Championship game because that's the team that's beaten you the last two years in the playoffs. And let's not forget, they beat the Dallas Cowboys at home two years ago as well. So that's one team that you don't want to play until you got to go to the NFC champion, the Conference Championship game. And chances are it is going to be the 49ers, but who knows? Maybe somebody else can pull off the upset for you, and then all of a sudden it's the two seed. Oh, look at that. NFC Championship game in Dallas at Jerry's World. So we've been going through this exercise of which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in. We've had a lot of Dak. We had somebody mention golf. We did even have somebody say Jordan Love. What's the more surprising omission so far? Purdy or Hurts as the two quarterbacks were in the NFC Championship game a year ago? Wow. Um, Well, with the Eagles only winning one of the last five games... I would say Brock Purdy right now because they had the number one seed in San Francisco. And we've seen how Brock Purdy has played since coming back, you know, off of that three-game losing streak, having that bye week. Now, I understand that game against the Baltimore Ravens. That's clouding a lot of people's, you know, mindset right now when you throw four interceptions in a game. But I honestly do feel like if the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers were to play right now today, 
that Brock Purdy's not going to throw four interceptions in a ball game. I do feel that way. Yeah, well, I'm 100% there with you, but I, I'm surprised nobody said Hurts. Well, look, but, I but you got you to you see how it looks, though. Like, I, I understand <laughs> that it doesn't look good right now for the Eagles, but this is still a team that went to the Super Bowl a year ago, and, I mean, Jalen, it's not like it's Jalen's fault they gave up 35 points to the Cardinals this last week. That offense, I mean, his touchdown, yes, the, the turnovers are a little bit higher this year for Hurts, but Stafford turns the ball over as well. Like, Jalen's a guy that you know can get to a Super Bowl because, well, he's the most recent NFC quarterback to do it. Let me ask you this, though. If you had to pick between Jalen Hurts and his arm talent or Matthew Stafford and his arm talent, which one would you take? Also, let me throw this in the back of your mind. Jalen Hurts got to the Super Bowl, but did he win it? Matthew Stafford went and won it, and a lot of the reasons why he was able to, to win it was because of his right arm. Yeah, 100%. And the arm talent is better for Matthew Stafford, but I think you got to factor in the leg talent as well of Jalen Hurts. That's oh, a big course. part of what he does, and I think especially in the playoffs, a quarterback that can be mobile like that, extend plays, becomes a little bit more dangerous. Now, it, it, but it's no, impressive no, what Stafford can do. But, but hold on, Gabe. Like yeah. the, the the leg talent situation hasn't looked like it looked in 2022 for Jalen Hurts this season, right? That's fair. Because he was hampered by the injury, and you know a lot of people are fig- trying to figure out like why isn't this football team rushing the football the way they did last year? Why hasn't Jalen Hurts been incorporated in the run game like we've seen him last year? And a lot of that was due to the injury. So I, I don't even know if I can say I'm confident about you know this football team and Jalen Hurts rushing the football. Uh, the way I've seen him in 2022 going into the playoffs. Yeah. But this is a guy, again, the fact that somebody said Jordan Love, and hey, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that somebody <laughs> else is giving some some love to my my quarterback. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a pretty darn good quarterback still, even with the Eagles struggling a little bit. Yep. But you can always join that conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NFC quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into the playoffs? But now we shift and take a look at that AFC playoff picture because it is a wild one that involves the Buffalo Bills. It is simple, though, for Buffalo with their game against Miami. Win, and you're the AFC East champion, and you're the number 2 seed. But... If you lose, you could potentially fall out of the playoffs. So who has more pressure to win, Tua or Josh Allen? We answer that question next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Zappy in the shotgun. Fires quickly, and it's picked off. Rasul Douglas at the 40, on his feet, to the 30, to the 25, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Here's the snap, going over the left side, and he's in. Good block up front by Dawson Knox, and Allen went right in behind him for a one-yard touchdown run. This is the playoffs for us, and have our backs against the wall. Doesn't have to look pretty, just have to get it done and get a victory no matter what it takes. Audio courtesy of the Bills Radio Network here on Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Neitzel in for Freddie Coleman today, along with Harry Douglas. The only game this weekend in the NFL that has a division title on the line, it's the AFC East, which, no surprise, it ends up being the standalone game, Sunday night football, the last game of the 2023 regular season in the NFL. Bills at Dolphins. Winner takes the AFC East in the number two seed. Loser drops to the sixth seed, and there's a possibility that Buffalo could miss the playoffs with a loss. That means Pittsburgh would have to, in order to finish out of the playoffs, if Buffalo loses 
in order for them to be eliminated, Pittsburgh would have to beat Baltimore on the road in the season finale. Could be possible. Baltimore already has the number one seed locked up. John Harbaugh saying today Tyler Huntley is going to be starting at quarterback for them this weekend. Next, Jacksonville would have to defeat the Tennessee Titans, and that means that the winner of the Colts-Texans would end up with the number six seed. So it's possible that the Bills can be either the two seed or out of the playoffs So what do we need to see from Josh Allen in this game? Because there's no doubt when you take a look at this, the pressure is on Buffalo to finish off this comeback for a team that was left for dead six weeks ago. And then they could even come all the way back to the point where they're the two seed in the NFC, excuse me, in the AFC. Well, from Josh Allen, you, number one, you got to see poise, but you're going to have to see a guy that's playing with his hair caught on fire. Uh, We already seen a matchup between these two teams this year in which Buffalo was able to rump the Miami Dolphins, that was up in Buffalo. Now you got to go down to Miami and play the Dolphins at their, on their home turf. So when you look at a guy like Josh Allen, number one thing, in my opinion, is to protect the football. But that, I, I'm not saying don't go out there and be yourself, but I, I don't think you can also afford to turn the football over at a rapid pace because we do know in the past that's been some of the things that hurt this, not only this football team, but Josh Allen as an individual. Um, when you look at Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator – you got to put all these players in the best positions possible to be successful, whether it's James Cook, whether it's Stephon Diggs. And I really want to see in this game Stephon Diggs put his imprint on the game because he did the first time around. I don't think Miami can just say, hey, we're going to let Kadir Kodu uh, guard him one-on-one the their entire uh, uh, day. That, that's going to be a nightmare for the Miami Dolphins if, if that happens. It's going to have to be Jalen Ramsey. He's going to have to uh, follow, you know, Stephon Diggs everywhere he goes, but also Dalton Kincaid. He has to be heavily involved within this offense. And when they get to the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. You can't make mistakes down there. But Josh Allen, he has to utilize his legs. You get in third and one, uh, fourth and one, fourth and short situations. Josh Allen has to be the person that's the ball carrier, not anyone else. If we're asking the question, which team, which quarterback has the most pressure on them? Again, it's clearly it's Josh Allen and the Bills because they have not locked up a playoff berth where Miami is in no matter what. That being said, I don't think the pressure is that much less for Miami because they need to prove to themselves, Mm -hmm. they need to prove to the rest of the league that they are a team not to be trifled with. And they have not done that against good teams this year. The only good team they beat was Dallas at home on a last-second field goal. And then they followed it up with the performance they had last week, getting absolutely boat-raced by the number 1 seed in the Baltimore Ravens. So they need to prove, I think, and and, hey, this is actually a good team. They've been front-running basically this entire season. They've been on top of that division for most of the season, and prove that that wasn't a fluke. Prove, no, we are the second-best team in the AFC. You don't want to come here. And losing this game, if they drop down to the sixth seed, if they lose to the Buffalo Bills, instead of hosting whoever ends up being the seventh seed between the Colts or the Steelers or the Texans, you end up having to go to Kansas City and have to try to take on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who have, yes, had their struggles, but are very, I mean, those two in a playoff environment in Arrowhead, that doesn't sound like a place you want to go if you're the Miami Dolphins, when again, you could be home hosting the seventh seed. Yeah, and the Kansas City Chiefs are a team that already beat them. That game was over in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the uh-huh. game was in Germany this season. Um, 
we've seen the Buffalo Bills already beat them this year. We've seen the Baltimore Ravens really romp them and embarrass them on a national stage this past weekend. They lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. So you're right, Gabe. For a team in the Miami Dolphins that's going to enter the playoff because they're going to go there regardless if they lose this football game or win it, you want to be hitting a different kind of stride. And it's not the one every time you play a quality opponent that you're not beating them. I understand they beat the Dallas Cowboys or whatnot on a last-second field goal, but you want to see a win this weekend versus the Buffalo Bills and kind of try to stop their opportunities from getting into the playoffs. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You want to have your own momentum going, and that is going to be really hard to do considering you just gave up 56 points. But this is also a team that's pretty beat up. No Bradley Chubb which is such a huge loss for that defense trying to get after the quarterback, no matter who they play in the postseason, even playing this weekend in what's almost a playoff game for the Buffalo Bills. Jalen Waldo didn't practice today. Raheem Mostert didn't practice today. So it doesn't look like they may even have their full complement of weapons, but... If you can beat the Buffalo Bills, a team that beat you by 20-plus points earlier this season, without some of those weapons that you have, without some of your best players on defense, I think that proves to you and it proves to everyone else, yes, we had that game against the Ravens. We've been able to regroup. We've bounced back. And now we're the two-seed. And partially, this road comes through Miami before we would maybe get another opportunity at Baltimore. And I think a win here for Miami would speak volumes about how much you don't want to mess with them in the postseason. Well, I'll say this also when you look at the Miami Hur- excuse me, the Miami Dolphins and them playing down south where you know it can be hot in December, you know that the humidity can uh, make a difference in a ball game, you're going against one of these football teams that's playing in cold weather or practicing in cold weather, it can make a huge difference, right, in a win and loss. And also the opposing team, when they play against the Miami Dolphins, they're sitting over there in the sun while the home team, the Dolphins, are sitting over there in the shade. I know from experience, Gabe, that can be <laughs> brutal. Need an IV at halftime, baby. Oh, yeah. You've got to make sure you stay hydrated, especially, again, I think that that becomes late in the season such an advantage for Miami, but instead they could be going on the road and going to Kansas City, who's already locked into that three seed in the AFC. Coming up next, we shift gears, head back over to the NFC, and A.J. Brown said he's not mad at the Eagles coach Nick Sirianni, but how do the Eagles turn things around in Philly? That's coming up next. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.